Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 38. Thank you for joining as always. Um, of course, rate, subscribe, review. Subscribe is important so that you can automatically get the downloads directly to your phone. So you can subscribe on Apple Spot, on Apple Podcasts or Apple Music. And if you listen on Spotify, make sure you follow, download all the episodes and rate and review five star if you may. Appreciate the support of the podcast and thank you guys for listening. Yeah, and as always, support the podcast if you'd like. I added a link at the end of the show notes. So please do so if you feel. This week, as always, what's in the news market update? We'll be talking everything in the news market update, giving you the best slant commentary from me directly. Finance Roundtable. We're going to do some things different. Once I'm going to talk about the one year of the business. I uh, really appreciate everyone that I've been able to work with. It's been awesome. And then also talk about you know a, a new segment, just talk about a question that I saw in an advice column for personal finance and break that down from my point of view. Lastly, we'll talk about you know what's going on with me. Uh, obviously, LeBron won the title, so that's exciting. Uh, what I've been doing as far as CNBC and different things. So again, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hey, everyone, back to give you stock market update, our news update. So what is going on? My analysis. First and foremost, the stock market. Today, we're looking at a down day, a red day in the stock market. This is Thursday morning, 10, 15 of 2020. And it's primarily driven by a couple of things. One, the COVID-19 pandemic, especially in Europe, they're seeing uh, rising numbers. France was looking at imposing a curfew and more restrictions for folks. So it's kind of a reversion, a reversion back to slightly back to the highs of the markets. are looking at that and they're down in tune. Another issue, another thing that came out was the Labor Department. Labor Department had talked about the report for initial jobless claims rose to 898,000, the highest level since late August, um, which is kind of concerning. We're seeing more people with the initial jobless claims, especially in the US here. Um, so it's looking like that we're seeing, uh, uh, we're not out of the woods yet is, is what the markets is looking at. We're not out of the woods yet. Uh, we're also, the thing that I talked about last week was a stimulus package, which again, we still haven't gotten done. And there's talks that it won't be till after the election. So after November 3rd, there's still you know a little bit of room in between both sides. They're not meeting in the middle where it comes to what they want as far as the number. Uh, the red side uh, up increased the number to 1.8 million, which uh, the blue side said, we, we, we still need more. And I agree. People need the help and investors want, you know, the liquidity for everyone to get that aid. And so that's another thing that's weighing down on the markets right now. From a long term perspective, of course, you know that these are things that go on um, in the course of investing. You know, you don't look at it for long term investors. You don't look at it from a week to week or even day to day or month to month view. You look at it from a long term view. And these are just the things that go on in investing during the markets, but people love it. People want to hear what's going on. That's why I like to give people um, sort of that information to help people um, clear up and give a little update on what's going on in the market. So we did have a couple large days. I think it was two days ago. The market was very green, big tech led. Uh, That was just optimism on the stimulus package um, and and both sides meeting. So yeah, that's just kind of what's going on in the market. Uh, A little brief market update. Now let's move to more business and uh, finance news. So First things first, we're talking cannabis. Oh, okay. So for the people that smoke weed out there, I actually don't. I've never smoked it. I've never smoked the um, 
the the jolly green stuff so you, you folks that have let me know how it is um you know uh, <laughs> but i think it's good i think it's good for people that need it for not even medicinal purposes recreational purposes whatever you need it for smoke on up and enjoy yourselves uh but if we're looking at it from a perspective of the election people are always asking what does the election mean for the markets it really doesn't mean anything uh, studies have shown, historical has shown that it doesn't matter who's in the office as far as like what the stock market does. There's not going to be some crash because someone wins. That's not how it really works. Uh, the market's going to do what the markets do based on the economy, based on projected earnings growth for companies, uh, for the U.S., for uh, for the different companies as a whole. It's not based on who wins an election. That does play a part in regulation, which will affect certain industries. Now, if you look at the cannabis industry specifically, Kamala Harris, Senator Kamala Harris, and um, potential uh, President Joe Biden uh, have said that they want to decriminalize marijuana at the federal level, which has allowed some cannabis uh, cannabis companies to pop on the news. So you saw Aurora Cannabis, Cannabis Growth, Tilray, all these different companies, which these stocks have been beaten down pretty significantly the last um, six months or so, uh, but they popped on this news. So that's it's a regulation-based thing. So they're looking at, with there's a lot of red tape involved, there's a lot of different things involved, but they're saying that we want to decriminalize it, especially at the federal level. Um, and this would help you know, for people that are in, interested in those uh, areas. But yeah, while recreational pot use is legal in 11 states, marijuana is still an illegal Schedule One drug at the federal level, along with uh, other drugs. So that's an interesting thing to watch uh, from a regulatory standpoint. Uh, but you know, since 2018 highs, Aurora and Tilray have lost 95% of their value. Canopy has dropped 65%. So very volatile stocks. Again, do your own research. This isn't an uh, incentives or uh, endorsement of any of these companies. Do your own research from, the, from that standpoint. Um, so let's move on to sports finance news. The Red Sox could become a public stock in an $8 billion merger. That's quite interesting. There's not very many public sports institutions, sports uh, sports teams. There's not. I don't even really think of one. New York's uh, Knicks are like semi-public through the New York um, through the actual uh, Garden, through the Garden, but not like specifically the team, if I'm not mistaken. But the Red Sox are in very early talks, in the early innings talks, uh, where the Red Sox owner John Henry is poorly in talks to take the Sox public through an eight billion dollar deal. Henry's holding company, the Fenway Sports Group, also co-owns Liverpool, the English soccer team. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. But what they want to do is through a SPAC. They want to go public through a SPAC. And Red Ball Acquisition Corp is the name of the SPAC, a.k.a. all these SPACs. You're probably hearing this word SPAC, uh, S-P-A-C, SPAC, Spec Special Acquisition Companies. It's a new thing that's popping up. It's been very popular in the last three years, which it's kind of crazy to me. Literally, they give people, raise comp they give these SPACs money through they raise money through an ipo and they're they don't have any business operations their sole job is to buy another company and it, through that by purchasing another company take it public and these spac people get large fees for doing this it's a, such a crazy game how they're getting away with just you know all these ingenuities of, of different financial tricks uh to make them to align their own pockets um but the spacs go public their sole purpose is one day acquiring a real company so they raise money think of that people are raising money with not even generating anything until they just buy another company. That's kind of crazy. But Red Bell Acquisition Corp raised $570 million in August in a sports-related business uh, name to buying for the Red Sox. So a Red Bell Acquisition Corp, the SPAC, raised money um, through an IPO, and they're they're looking to buy something. Um, and it's quite interesting. 
but yeah, that's something to watch out for. And you're going to hear more about these SPACs. You'll see it in the news. Definitely something that's really hot right now, especially in finance and corporate finance. Apple news, Apple news. Shout out to Apple products. My earphones, my AirPods, what's going on? Like one of my sides is making this weird beeping noise, folks. I don't know what's going on. But you got to love every Apple product out there. You think you don't need it, and then you put it on, like the watch or the AirPods, and you can't live without it. So what are they doing? They're making us hooked on these things, which is a great business model. If you can get someone hooked on something they didn't even know they needed, that's crazy. And it's good. It's good for people. Um, But they just unveiled, they had their new event, um, and they unveiled some crazy stuff. So... They unveiled the new iPhone, which I haven't even looked at it again. Remember when you had to get the new iPhone like every time a new phone came out? I don't. I have the 10, I think. And I do have the 10. And I don't need a new phone unless my phone starts slowing down, which we got to talk about that, Apple. Why are you making the phone slow down when you unveil a new one? We can't We can't do that. But they unveiled the new iPhone. It's large screen at 6.7 inches, larger than the, the half of an iPad. It's also the priciest of the 12s, the Pro Max iPhone 12, I should say, at $1,099. Again, the Pro Max iPhone 12, pretty big, uh, looks like to be a great screen. Um, don't know much about that, but they unveiled it, and Apple unveiled it. Um, it was down yesterday on the news as far as the, the share price, but that was broadly driven by the broader market and people have already priced in this event and we knew this was coming. It's supposed to have 5G. Um, it's supposed to have some different features. So look into that. Um, but it was unveiled. The event was unveiled. Uh, some different things with iPhone. So that's pretty interesting. Again, iPhone. But there's no charger. That was one thing that I saw the complaint. There's no charger with this. You have to go buy these extra accessories. They're doing another way to drive revenue. So that's something quite interesting uh, to look out for for uh, for them. Um that's that's um, that's something to look out for. Next up, Zoom. Zoom. Again, one of these pandemic stocks that's had a great run. Uh, again, I don't think it's just pandemic. I think it's beyond that. But Zoom is getting into online ticketing events, which I think is a great move. You're seeing people doing weddings via Zoom. There's people, people doing, obviously, classrooms, different things. Maybe we're going to have Zoom concert. I don't know if it's already out there. But events will host on a wider range tool of availables, and most importantly, they'll be able to change for events. So consumers can go to on Zoom to browse classes, concerts, and workshops to attend. So it's a direct competition with Live Nation and Eventbrite, and I think Zoom has a good edge in here. People are already on the platform. People like the platform, and now they're going to add ticketed events. They're going to add different things. This is a great move by the, the the leadership team and the management there. I think it's going to be very highly looked at for. People love the platform, and now they're doing live events on the platform. They'll be able to do different things, and you can just do it all seamlessly through their Zoom platform. So I like this on Zoom thing that I just saw the news for. Really like it. Um, I think it's a good move. So that's something to watch out for uh, in the interim. But yeah, people, that is our news update, our market update for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, next up, we'll talk about the finance roundtable. Hey, everyone, gather around. It is now time for the financial roundtable. So um, this week, we'll talk about one year as taking on clients. That will be at the end of this month for myself, uh, for New Street Advisors Group. And then we'll also do a column question. I think it's f- good, fun, informative to hear um, questions that other people out there have, and then I'll give you my take, my perspective on it. But yeah, uh, one year taking on clients, as I mentioned, probably a lot, if you follow my social media, October, 2019, 
uh, was when I was a registered fiduciary advisor. Series 65 was completed, able to take on clients. And since then, the growth has been incredible. And yeah, I want it to be known that obviously it's, I'm thankful for the clients I'm able to serve 100%. I think they've 100% gotten value from what I do, whether it's in the investing portion or the financial planning or someone being there as an accountability coach. So that's there. Um, and I'm just super happy that people saw the vision of finance for everyone and financial literacy for everyone and have loved it, taking this on. And again, we're, we're super new and, and just being in one year uh, and being able to, to help people. So it's been super fun, super grateful. Um, so yeah, just thank you to everyone that's been following the journey, the, the new street people that one follow the journey or whether you're my clients, which uh, people that I support hundred percent or you're supporting, uh, from afar. Great. It's great to have that. Um, I would dive into more of what people, you know, thought that this would, <laughs> uh, what other folks say, you know, as an entrepreneur, you, you have to block a lot of things people say out, but you know, that's for another day. Um, things I've learned. Uh, I think there's a lot, I think there's so much I've learned as far as what people need help with. Uh, you see, I focus a lot on retirement last few episodes. I think I've learned that a lot of people really don't have a plan or don't have someone that there's helping them with this. And that's why there's such a huge market for people that I can help. And I'm helpful to do that. If you know people that don't have that, I'm willing to speak with them. And so I've learned that a lot. I knew that prior to starting my business, but it just accentuated uh, since then. And um, it's it's so uh, really out there. Uh, it's really, really want to help people. What's next? Year two, so much stuff. Keep serving great clients. Um, you know, I'm actually in the works. I want to get a book out there, an ebook out there for people in 2021. So I'm trying to put that together. Obviously, the podcast will continue to be here. This the podcast is more of an intimate fan base. I shouldn't say fan base. Excuse me, more an intimate listener base for people that um, want to hear something, and we have our own platform for that. And that's going to expand, um, obviously doing more CNBC and different uh, media outlet stuff, but we'll just continue to help people in the way that needs help, uh, in the way that people need help. And just super happy to do that and super grateful for that. Um, so yeah, again, cheers to to one year, but let's, let's keep going. And I'm someone that's a hard worker that doesn't ever stop. So um, we will continue to go on this path of helping as many people as possible. And that is my 100% my goal and will continue to be my goal. So let's get to a column question, a column question. So I saw this question online and I wanted to read it and see if it resonates with people and I can give my perspective. So the question is, from a woman, it looks like. My boyfriend lives in a different state and I'm planning to move there when we get married. I know I love him, but sometimes he's not what I consider to be a re reasonable with money. There have been times in the past when he's taken out small loans or bills to pay or paid bills late in order to buy something he wanted. How can I talk to him about this? Interesting, interesting. I actually think this is an interesting question. As a single person, I don't have to deal with, I shouldn't say deal with like it's bad. I don't have to consider um, someone else's financial habits or needs, wants, necessities. But yeah, I'd love to hear from, but I do have a perspective on that. And I guess from people that are with someone else or have a partner, how do you guys go about that? From the clients I'm hearing, there's a mix of, we do some things together, and there's also a mix of people that do things separately, which I think both ways have their reasoning and their pros and cons. So I think 
you know, that's a way to look at it. But yes, you're right. If you are in a relationship with someone, you do have to consider their um, habits, the way they spend their money, because that's going to directly affect you. Are you someone that likes to sit in at home most of the time and just eat at home or, or make something versus someone that wants to go out and eat every time? Not one way is right or wrong. And I think at the end of our lives, honestly, that's a wash. Like people are like, you save so much more cooking. I mean, sure. I guess people like say that all the time. Like you save so much money cooking and not out ET. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Maybe minimally. Like, and again, if you add that over your lifetime, does that really matter versus the experience you may have if you're someone that likes going out? So I'm not a huge, you know, little inclinations here and there, but you do have to align with your person because it's going to cause turmoil if you're not 100% aligned on what you guys do when it comes to these sort of things. Because it does play a part. You you want to make sure. And so this for this person specifically, I would say they definitely have to have a conversation about what their financial situation is and, and what are the paths for budgeting or handling money in a, in a mature way down the future. Cause I don't believe in this taking small loans or paying bill later. That's like different than financial plan. That's just outright not being uh, totally responsible with money. So you, you know, before you dive into someone, you want to understand, have that conversation, understand where you would want to go with your funds, what your plans are for the future. Like that's a huge thing. What people want to do in the future when it comes to money, personal life goals is huge. Because it definitely shapes how you're going to, the relationship shapes your hopes and dreams. You don't want to miss out on something because your partner, you and your partner didn't align together. That's just like a horrible, horrible way to go out in that in that instance. So definitely want to make sure you're aligned there and have that conversation, open communication if possible, um, is, is key for that. So I would definitely say that uh, for that. Yeah, I like that. I like that little column question. We're going to do more of these, hopefully, in the future. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy that. Lastly, we'll just talk about what's coming up next in the next week. So hope you guys enjoy that. Hey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my life update and schedule update. So um, wait, first of all, let's talk about LeBron, the Lakers. They closed it out. In a, in a dominating fashion. So shout out to the Lakers. Shout out to LeBron. Four four rings. All right, folks, four rings. Now we're switching to football season. Well, fully switching to football season. It's been good. There's been a few outbreaks more for teams, but it's been exciting. It's been great to have NFL back. Um, Russell Wilson looking like an MVP. DK Metcalf looking like the scariest receiver in, in the National Football League. Uh, Packers looking strong. There's so many different storylines. Um, I'm also a fight fan, so there's a great boxing match tonight, or excuse me, on Saturday that I'll be paying attention to. And this is UFC match in a couple of weeks that I'll also be watching. Um, so that's our sports update. Fantasy football, I lost this week, um, barely because of DK Metcalf on my opponent's team. But we'll be back this week. I'm playing a heated rival this week, and I should I should make quick work of them like normal um so that's our sports update looking forward to cnbc more tv i'll be doing cnbc twice next week i did cnbc worldwide exchange i think it was tuesday morning bright and early the early birds were the only one up and getting to the worm and watching the commentary 5 a.m i did that with cnbc worldwide exchange it was really great good to join that show i'll be on trading nation short segment on monday of next week i'll also be in fast money full show friday 5 p.m next week 
So make sure you tune into that. Um, if you're liking the CNBC stuff, keep watching, keep clicking on the CNBC for my YouTube or on their website directly to see my commentary and hear more of what I have to say, especially when it comes to investing in the stock market. Again, appreciate all the support from everyone. Um, uh, I really hope everyone has a great weekend. Enjoy some of this still warm weather if you're in the, the Northeast, and we'll be talking to you next week.